0: I can't go long. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watts. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on September the 3rd, 2010. Now, newcomers should always go into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. You'll find hundreds of talks. You can download all the or Hundreds of audios have put up there over the last few years. And I try and show you the big picture behind what's really going on. I tie things together to give you shortcuts. And of course, you can take it or leave it as you wish. Uh, many folk have different ideas on what's really going on. And most folk go the way that their belief system um, pushes them or guides them. And that's up to them. I don't give you wizards. I don't give you uh, the lizards walking around, sucking blood and stuff like that. I just tell you the facts of the big foundations and the people who run the world. It's quite simple. Really, it's not different. them how simple it is to control humanity. Uh, From the U.S. to Canada, you can send a personal check to purchase. You can also use an international postal money order. Across the rest of the world, you can use MoneyGram, Western Union, and remember, too, you can all, wherever you are, you can use PayPal for donations or to purchase. If you want to purchase anything on that website, the discs and so on, you can uh, send the PayPal donation in a separate email with your name, address, and your order, and I'll get it out to you. That's how it's done. This is the big society, the great society. Uh, a society really is that uh, these, um, I, I hate to call them idealists, in a sense they are idealists, they're Darwinian though, idealists, uh, who believe that the world belongs to them, the superior type who have really evolved, and the proof of it all is the fact that they have acquired so much incredible money and power and wealth, and they don't marry for lust, really, or even love. They marry simply to get their offspring and carry on um, their progeny into the future, as Darwin, of course, wanted them to do. These guys pre-existed Darwin with the same religion, really. Uh, Darwin was just the front man they put out there to legitimize it into a scientific terminology that would go well with the people. So, you have no idea... How oh, many universities across the planet are working on different aspects of you? What makes you tick? How to manipulate you? Mass psychology, behaviorism. And again, uh, they're funded by your tax money. Isn't that amazing? We fund our own chains. And then the foundations make sure, with their big cash grants to all universities across the world, that they research, or search, I should really call it in the right directions. Back with more after these messages. Hi, folks, I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix. The matrix, remember, is a big system into which you're born. You take for granted it must be natural because it exists. And your parents thought so too, so they couldn't warn you that uh, a lot of shady cons run the world. And it's always shady cons. I don't think there's a government in the planet to be honest with its own people about anything at all, to be honest with you. And if you read the writings of Machiavelli, it's very, very interesting, his writings. He basically wrote what, um, a classical book, really, on how to deceive the populations and manipulate them. It's very old. And it shows you how long this understanding of human nature has been around. Uh, You you find, if you put his particular book along with that of uh, Francis Bacon, uh, who also wrote a whole bunch of sayings to the king, uh, the sayings really were a resume. You might say, see with Machiavelli, they put their resumes out to kings to show you how clever they were, and they tried to get jobs as advisors. And nothing's changed today. The world's still run by advisors, and the little front men, of course, they become presidents and prime ministers, are put there by the big foundation boys that run the world, and they own the big international corporations as well. But most importantly, they, they own the minds of us. And they made sure of that by getting us into their schools and into a standardized education system where uh, you, can, you can liken it to Plato's cave. We're all put in the same cave, taught the same nonsense, and we are obedient adult slaves. And then when you, you get out of school, they give you a little scroll, and with that little scroll, you can get work. The idea being that you pass your quality, your quality approval board to be dumbed down enough to get into their system and work for them. That's what it really means, because there are far, far higher uh, levels of education for certain few people that you'll never even hear of, and uh, many of them bypass universities altogether and go off and uh, much higher learning, the, the lower stuff for the, for the people. But the universities do have a, a function, and mainly in the scientific areas, because they're given grants to do research, as I say, and repetitive stuff. That's what we call it, research. Uh, the real searching has been done long ago. This one, I make mean, sure, they got it right the first time, all their data. But they get grants to, to really go into a field of the public um, pulse, how the public is thinking about certain topics, how to overcome that, get around it, and so on, then that's passed on to think tanks to find ways to do so, like the RAND Corporation. So that's how the world is really run. It's not complex at all. It's run on money. And those boys at the top who literally run the world, own the world, and run all the money systems have no problem uh, buying off basically thousands of universities across the planet and uh, thousands of think tanks they create themselves, and then they create thousands of non-governmental organizations to pretend that they demand on behalf of the peoples to get laws passed, which the foundations want. That's the parallel governmental system, and if you think for a minute that people somehow won the right to democracy of some kind or another uh, with revolutions in different countries, then you really are living in a fairy land because... The big boys never sat back and said, Okay, that sounds fair. We'll let you have it. Didn't happen at all. No, they made sure they made sure you'd have uh, the appearance of something because they'd already run the justice system forever. And then Plato said, There's no such thing as justice. And numbers. And the bureaucrats didn't see them as people. They didn't do the dirty work. They didn't have to go down and shoot them in the heads or anything like that. They, they simply put out the files of who was to get slaughtered that week. And uh, that's how it was run. So be very careful of governments and never think for a minute these bureaucrats albeit the fact they can't make a decision for themselves, um, don't think they're harmless. They're very, very dangerous as a, as a Borg type uh, entity. Put it that way. Uh remember, too, that the, the main um, uh, military organizations are international. They truly are international because they've been working towards uh, a global government system, or they like to call it governance, to, to throw us off a little bit. And the Pentagon, the British Home Office, every, every government in the world's military uh, put massive funding into more ways collectively, and they share the data to control the people across the world. You can't simply bring in part of the world in a global system, perhaps, to the rest of it. You've got to make sure they all come into it at the same time together. So it's micromanaged at all levels. Now, here's an article here, for instance, and I'll put the link up to it, um, and it's from Australia. It seems rather innocuous when you really think about a university in Australia. uh, Faculty of Informatics, it's called, and its papers on RFID of uh, year 2006, and it's a PDF, which I'll try and link to tonight for you as reading and download. There's no reptiles, aliens, I'm afraid. Sorry about that. Uh, people really are doing this, and, but uh, that's your problem if you can't handle it. It says, lend me your arms. The use and the implications of human-centric RFID. Now, it's written in the usual haughty manner of people who are, who think they're in the know, who really think that? that remember, these guys can't write about anything... And do anything unless they're given the basic technology to start with. So there are much higher levels, of course, of technology, and these guys really are doing research, you see. As he even says, this paper is posted at Research Online, and it's got the, I've got the link for it, so I've got, I've got that link there, it's right there. Anyway, it's, um, they talk about, listen how it's worded here. It says recent developments in the area of RFID have seen the technology expand from its role in industrial and animal tagging applications. That's why they started to tell you your pet's shipped. You know, it, it gets you familiar with the idea because it's been going to be done to you. And it says, to being implantable in humans, with a gap in literature identified between current technological development and future human-centric possibility, little has been previously known about the nature of contemporary human-centric applications. By employing usability context analysis and control convenience, and care-related application areas, we begin to piece together a cohesive view of the current development state of human-centric RFID. You could have said that whole thing in in one line, couldn't you? As detached from predictive conjecture, predictive like, like predictive stuff, these guys. And they go into more terms, and they say basically that the human being, when you read more of it, the human being is, is only one part of the collective um, RFID. You're only a component, is a, is a word they use using it. The human being is a component in RFID technology. You're not a human anymore. Just like the chip itself, you're now a component. Obviously, in a network, a web, you see. And that's how, what they call you, a component. So all you people out there who are dying to get your little RFID and eventually your brain chip, you are a component, you are a Borg. Remember the Borg in Star Trek series? They're all run by a central computer, exactly as you will be too. And these characters, universities, who, as I say, are haughty, and even, even um, the cry and the little snide uh, remarks there about religion, the naysayers, they're the only ones who come against it, Armageddon theories and so on. And it's like calling someone anti-Semitic or a Nazi, and, and they don't go into any more. So they've already got rid of that. And the naysayers have just got rid of it just like that, you see. That it's got radio frequency identification keywords, transponders, chip implants, human-centric applications, usability context analysis, location tracking, personal privacy, data security, and ethics. Now remember, too, bioethics. suddenly came on the scene. When it came to the first talk of euthanasia, for instance, uh, being a possibility when it started to get us ready to pull the plug on people who were in comas or had been in, on life support for some time. And they suddenly appeared on television only a few years ago. The same, again, they, pull, they pulled them out too at the same time with Dolly the sheep. And we never heard of biophysis before because, you see, these were called eugenicists. That was their term. And eugenics got a bad name because of the Nazi... Uh, purges in World War II of what they deemed the unfit and the inferior races. So now they change their names to, to bioethicists. So you, the universities, the guys who do all this stuff, are also bioethicists, you see, at the same time. Now, you decide, in other words, what's ethical and what isn't. Now, it's rather odd when you think about it because we live in a world that where every school child is taught. There's no such thing as absolute truth. And uh, No person can have absolute truth. It's only moral relativity. Everything's relative. Your opinion is relative to mine, and everything's relative. And we, we, we can just uh, agree to disagree on every single topic. And it's rather strange that, because when they put out their papers and they ends up in the laws of, of governments, a university, um, how come we must go along with it all? If that's just their opinions, why must we be made to take inoculations and all that kind of stuff? And then eventually we will be made to take the chip as well. You know it's coming. That's the whole idea of the war on terror and the data collection on every individual. Back with more after these messages.
1: Hi folks, I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix. You know, as I say, we're all going into a a pre-planned future. The youngsters are pretty well at the stage where they're beyond redemption. You can't help them because they've got a completely different training all towards this coming technology, which is actually here if they want to give it to them now, it's just too early. But uh, they get us used to things little by little till we adapt. We think we're adapting and choosing ourselves into every step of it. That's how it works. If government had said at the beginning when they gave you the first DOS computer, um, we're going to eventually chip you and monitor everything that you do for the new society, you would not have bought the thing. Probably, hopefully, if you had a bit of sense. But if you buy it yourself, if they made you take it, you see, you, you, you'd be suspicious of it, but you buy it yourself, and that's why they called it personal computer, it's mine, you see, oh, it's mine, it's personal. And um, they made sure they gave it all those sexual terms, you know, RAM and floppy disks and, and then you get hard drive and et cetera, et cetera. And then you go into flash drives and yada, yada, yada. It's all sexual terminology that's meant to work on you and make you, just like buying a car in a sense, the bit longer the engine, the more macho you feel. So you got all these gigs and blah, blah, blah to run with. Everything's worked out long before you even hear the first term used and even know how, how they're going to dish it out to you in bits and pieces along the way. And the youngsters, as I say, you always go for the young. It's interesting, as I say, they give you a youth culture. The the very old people run this world, but they give everyone else a youth culture where everyone's terrified I'll get a wrinkle by the time they're 30. And uh, meanwhile, as I say, these very old people who've held the power for so long, centuries uh, and the wealth of the world, they're very old and they sit and plan all this and they just tell the think tanks how to work it into being and they bring out the formulas, hand it off to Iran RAND corporation and then they put into government to implement it. And that's how it's done. Not difficult, is it? Not difficult. It's the old saying, he who hath the gold maketh the rules and uh, uh, that's certainly the way it, it truly is regardless if it's porcupine, quills or paper, it doesn't make any difference, as long as one guy has got the, the right to, to own it all and dish it out. And science, as I say, science is an amazing thing. You see, Bertrand Russell and others talked about the pure language of mathematics uh, being the only logical science you could possibly use in a logical society. And their biggest beef that was that humanity is not what they called logical uh, these guys were control freaks, of course, and they they thought they could run the world, and how it, they knew they, they thought they knew how it should be run, and how we should all simply obey them. Uh, democracy, they admitted, was awfully cumbersome. Uh, we all have ideas of our own, we have our own wants and demands, and that was just too bothersome. They'd be arguing all the time in real democracy, so they had to go ahead with a parallel government and make sure that they could bring all this into being. And through science, they would conquer, of course. Science and technology, they would conquer. That's why you have a massive military-industrial complex that also sells you real things, uh, right all the way from stereos to listen to music and so on, uh, to, to anything in the, in the electronic area, basically. Uh, they sell it to you. But the, but the real goal, like General Electric, is with the military. Most folk don't even know that General Electric doesn't just, it's not out there just to give you power supplies, it's out there to to make advanced weaponry for the military. And all the big boys are, Sonic Corporation, all these ones that make the different uh, um, gadgets and gizmos, even Toshiba. In fact, Toshiba even makes a nuclear reactor that you can tow behind a, a tractor trailer. And it'd power a city for about 50 years. And then when it's, when it's really depleted, they just tow it away and replace it with a new one. I saw the ad online from the Toshiba company, but they sell you nice little computers and TVs and all the rest of it, part of the military industrial complex. Everything has to be, you couldn't have someone being completely independent. They could do, they could go off on a different tangent and do something and even give the public something that bypasses the technologies that they're supposed to use. That's why Bill Gates was risen up there. No one could sue him or get anything done to him in court as they stole patent after patent from everyone else and made sure that Microsoft got the leads. They had to have one main system for the world. You see? So they could monitor you all with that one system. That's why it was done. Now, science also gives you Conflicting theories and everything. And it's amazing, too, they can call them sciences, even the guys who are involved in it, like medicine. Here's an article to show you the dilemma that you're faced with when you have conflicting messages. Health fear over metal, you see, and this is to do with mercury. It's uh, health fear over metal and formula milk, that's baby milk, uh, as researchers discover up to 40 times more aluminum, that's what they call it in Britain, aluminum instead of aluminum, more aluminium than breast milk. I wonder why it's even in breast milk. Could be the tea that you drink. Anyway, it says here, 3rd of September, formula baby milk can contain 40 times more aluminium than breast milk, potentially causing health problems in later life, claim researchers. Now, because as children, you see, we're supposed to be really upset. They love children in this society, don't they? You can tell by the smoke coming out a lot of chimneys and hospitals. Anyway, it says here, Uh, Traces of metal in milk from some of the UK's leading products were found to be much higher than is legally allowed in water, according to scientists. One formula made by Cowan Gate, specifically marketed for premature babies, had the highest level of all, with more than 800 micrograms per litre. How is it it bad to put it in baby milk? And they tell you why it stunts your growth, stunts your brain, all the rest of it, it's okay for injections back
0: after these messages you're listening to the republic broadcasting network because you can handle the truth hi folks i'm back
1: and we're cutting through the matrix talking about the dilemma we're faced with with science when they give us all these conflicting reports. And, of course, we're supposed to use logic when we read, read these things, and we think, well, if that's the case, why don't they stop it? But they don't, do they? And um, I'll continue with a little bit of this article here on aluminium or aluminium in baby's formula. Baby's formula is, a remember, food is a weapon. And we've gone through the stuff to do with inoculations in children. We've seen autism skyrocket with inoculations alone. And we find too that this melamine for instance is put into baby's formula as well as bulk to give it bulk because some clever um, guy, a scientist, decided that, you know, that, that looks awfully like a, a protein, you know, if we put these molecules together. So they, they got the FDA to classify it as a protein, and then they could bung this waste product from plastics, basically, into baby formula. And they all have it, too. But here's, here's the mercury side of it, uh, as I say, in this particular article. And I'll put all these links up at the end, in the end of the show on my website, cuttingthroughmetries.com. But it says here, uh, the European law states water can contain no more than 200 micrograms of aluminium per litre. Chemist Dr. Chris Exley, who led the study at Keele University, Staffordshire said, we've known about the, high, we've known, now listen to this, we've known about the high aluminium content in infant formula for many years, right? So there you go. We've known about it for many years, and there is evidence to show it is potentially quite dangerous. It's been linked to neurological diseases and bone defects in later life, and there are even links with dementia. Now, in the 1970s, they did their first major uh, public uh, um, exposure of aluminum in the senile by using autopsies, post-mortem autopsies, um, and they found high concentrations of mercury in them all, and aluminum. Aluminum is very high as well. So uh, it's not like this is new stuff. So this has been going on for years and years and years, so they know about it. It says here, everyone has aluminium in their bodies, but infants are especially prone to absorbing it, and they're not so good at getting rid of it, which they also know. And then he stressed this. Now, can you you make sense of this? It is not the case that a child is not going to drop down dead. It's a double negative there, right? It it is not the case that a child is not going to drop down dead. Does that mean if they are going to drop down dead? If they drink it. This is an expert talking. Manufacturers say say they do not add aluminum to their products, but many formulas are often packaged in aluminum foil. So they're trying to foist it off onto aluminum foil. And here, here's the thing again I talked about soya the other day because it's really got, it's also got artificial or synthetic estrogen high, very high in it. It says it also occurs naturally in soil plants due to the acidic soil they are grown in. So experts advise the soya milk formulas should be used only on the advice of a GP. Well that's a lot of good that'll do if you even get an appointment to see a GP, eh? With the healthcare system the way it is slashed with the IMF coming in so uh, they, they voice it off on a gp's advice quite something eh? then it says the food standards agency which is like the fda does not provide a safe limit for aluminium and formula milk but dr xley wants manufacturers to lower the level dramatically or print it on the label so parents have an informed choice so in other words if they can imprint something if they will which they want by the way because I've seen the same articles over the years come out with, with their constant going over new studies proving the same stuff. They never, ever come out because it's intended. This You don't want a bright population going through the biggest changes that the society has ever gone through in its history. You know, into a global society, complete monitoring of every individual um, until they can actually uh, go into genetics and... Remove the bad genes, as they call them. And obviously they'll be tempted to remove any genes which might link you to an ancestor who was a rebel of some kind. In other words, they want to be very placid and, con- the, and very conforming to the society that they have created to rule over. And they will rule over at the top. But as I say, this will fade away and be, be lost very shortly with some other new crisis and And the guys get paid their money for doing the study and they're quite happy. It's quite something, isn't it? And this technology too, we all know that technology is given for complete data collection. What do you think total information network means? Total means total. Not maybe, it's, it's total. It's not almost. Total information network is everything about you, and as they give out more and more technology uh, to the people, the more data they'll have, until you'll be quite happy being monitored 24 hours a day. And most folk will be happy, by the way. Here's an article here in Yahoo News. The U.S. says, Israel is spying behind the BlackBerry wall, Dubai police say. Concerns over Israel uh, uh, having access to BlackBerry data and the use of the device by the U.S. to spy on the Arab uh, United Arab Emirates are behind the Gulf states' moves to curb the smartphone, Dubai's police chief said. What they're beefing about here is that everybody's getting access to all the data, That's all of the phone messages and so on, all the intelligence services, except themselves. And United Arab Emirates are supposedly one of the allies, but they're not getting access to it says so the United States is the primary beneficiary of having no controls over the BlackBerry as it has an interest to spy on the UAE, that's the United Arab Emirates. Uh, Dahai kafan uh, Tarnam said in remarks carried by the website of the Daily Al-Khalij on Friday, the West has accuses of curbing the liberties of BlackBerry users while America, Israel, Britain and other countries are allowed access to all transferred data, Tamim added. So what fools, they, they want to use the darn things and at the same time they want access to the data. You know, it's amazing. H- how can you want access? How can you want the technology that's imprisoning you? Um, it's okay as long as you get a little cut on the info that's getting passed between private phone calls and stuff. Hmm? You see the dilemma that everyone's in? It's quite, it's quite interesting to study that itself. Just a dilemma. And as we go into the society, remember in moral relativity, everything was to, all the old was to be destroyed, as the communists said. Everything that held the fabric of society together was to be completely demolished. The family unit, uh, sexual mores, and so on. And remember, the communists only took their cues from London, where the the, the seat of power truly, truly was, with the Royal Institute of International Affairs, their their Freemasonic Royal Society. It's still the same today. You have to be a Freemason, High Mason to be in it. And um, they they basically projected the world that they would bring into being and rule over. And again, remember, they're all Darwinists. But I've read the articles from one of their members, and that was uh, Julian Huxley's, uh, Julian Huxley, uh, the brother of Aldous Huxley. And Julian was the first UN, um, UNESCO leader for the educational system uh, across the world. And he was quite blatant about what they'd bring in, how they'd demote man on, and kick him off his pedestal of, of being a supreme creature on the planet with special rights. And and he'd bring him down to the level of the animal. Uh, but he also said, too, that they would, they could be taught, they could be taught... To rut like rabbits, basically uh, Incredible promiscuity uh, As long as he didn't uh, mate and bond and have children And that's all happened And, and really, really uh, since about the 1960s onwards They were starting it in the 50s From Hollywood, but uh, from the 60s onwards That's all been achieved And he sat at the top uh, with, the, with the top think tanks on the planet that guy. So you can take whatever he said to the real bank. The one you'll never see. Here's an article here, um, and it's about, from Portuguese, uh, television. It's from the Guardian Co. You I'm surprised they printed it because they generally played the far left. That's their role is to play the far left and they're all for globalism and all that stuff. But it says here, Portuguese TV presenter found guilty in being uh, of being in a paedophile ring. It's, it's a standard story. This. You have to be one of these characters to get up, you see. And it says, A conviction of Carlos Cruz in six-year court case over child prostitution at Casa Pia state-run orphanages. It's a homosexual paedophilia. And it says, One of Portugal's most famous television presenters and a former, listen to this, ambassador to UNESCO. I just mentioned United Nations, UNESCO. Um, that, that Julian Huxley was a member of, and that's what he promoted. Julian Huxley also was a member of, of Planned Parenthood and all this stuff. He loved Margaret Sanger, who loved Hitler, and uh, and that kind of stuff. But it says, um, so, so anyway, he was the former ambassador to UNESCO, and were among those found guilty of abusing young boys in a paedophile ring involving the country's state-run orphanages. It smacks of the same stuff that you hear in Britain all the time as well. Orphanages, same thing in British Columbia, Canada. They were using orphanages there and supplying children to one of the high supremos uh, for the government out that way a few years ago there. In fact, the guy who was put in charge, I think, in British Columbia at that time of, um, of Children's Aid Society uh, was a procurer. He was also a known pedophile. An own pedophile. Then they gave him the job to supply judges and so on with young boys anyway back to this one here in portugal the verdict brings to an end see there's no it's moral relativity it's their choice isn't it they dislike little boys you know you see one day there will be no no eyebrows i don't think there's any, any eyebrows raised today everyone being hedonistic and narcissistic i'm okay jack nothing's bothering me that's the society that's why they can print this stuff. The verdict brings to an end a long-running scandal over a child prostitution racket involving young boys from the Casapia network of orphanages. Abusers included people from the country's professional, civil service, as bureaucrats and media elites, the standard stuff in all countries, in other words. According to trial evidence, systematic sexual abuse involving orphanage employees was also revealed. As three judges delivered their findings today... The chief prosecutor in the case said that the final sentence declared all seven people guilty. That would be the tip of the iceberg. Uh, Prison terms seemed likely for many, if not all, of the accused. Well, you wait and see, eh? Uh, Newspaper websites and television stations provided live coverage of this morning's reading of what the Portuguese legal system called the proven facts of a case that has shocked the country. Uh, But why are we always shocked with this stuff? Why are we so shocked when you have to be a deviant to get up in this system? Have you ever looked at at royalty down through the ages, for instance? Uh, They always made sure that that the public obeyed the church. Whoever church was put in charge, they put in charge uh, to keep them pacified and working and all the rest of it. But they themselves never followed the, the rules. They were into everything and orgies and all the rest of it. So why are we so shocked? You see, to get up there as a psychopath, a psychopath has no qualms about immorality. It's it's morals whatever turns them on at the time. Whatever turns them on at the time. Anyway, it says here, Carlos Cruz, a married TV presenter who was once voted Portugal's most popular man, that makes sense, had paid for sex with a 14-year-old, the judges declared. He also abused at least one other boy, though there'll be dozens of them. Cruz, a father of two, became known as Mr. Television after several decades of presenting on the television. Uh, A a former ambassador to UNESCO, George Rito, and a doctor, Ferreira Dinitz, were also deemed to have abused several young boys. So all these characters had had links with UNESCO, the United Nations again, Hmm. including the the, the TV present too. Well, this is just the standard stuff, you know. Standard stuff, folks, in every country. And, and you know I get fed up reading this I get I could read a lot more of it, but people don't want to hear it these days because they're watching so much porn on tel- on their, their their internet. It's kinda of passe. Moral relativity. Hmm. And of course the big boys at the top don't want to come down on it at all because if they come down on it uh they would have to they'd all have to get investigated themselves. The big boys are all into this kind of stuff. One way or another. Young boys, young girls, animals, whatever. You know, I'm not kidding. Not kidding at all. Now, jumping back to, to one of the previous articles on the, the aluminium content in baby food, and you wonder why they keep it going. And yeah, we've known this for years, what it does to the brain cause senility and makes you a bit stupid. Uh, California Senate nixes, in other words, they turn down a BPA, a bisphenol, that's the other, the other artificial estrogen that everybody's got in their bodies now with all the stuff that they're eating, ban and baby products bills. So here again, it's not the aluminum this time, they're allowing the BPA to continue to be in the food in California because California's got a great reputation to keep, you see. Do you know what I mean? The California Senate has defeated a bill that sought to ban the chemical bisphenol A from plastic baby bottles, sippy cups, and baby formula containers. The bill failed Tuesday. Uh, would have limited the chemical to trace amounts in food and drink containers intended for use by children three or younger. Uh, Democratic Senator Fran Pavli of Agura Hill says scientific studies show the chemical commonly known as BPA can harm the development of young children. It's absolutely proven, you know, investigation after investigation after investigation. They know this, but they want it to happen. You see, the more, the more genders we have, they even have one called the third sex, officially now. And I've read it on AR2 from the article that mentioned it. Now you have all these different varieties. All the weirdos at the top have got more to choose from. See, they'll create more and more types. Who I mean who knows what's coming next? Science is quite the thing, isn't it? And they say you can't stop progress. So they want to dumb down the children and have them especially the males, they want to be very, very effeminate. And um and even the asexual, you know, to the extent as well. Because they'll be into various hobbies and internet and probably geeks in different areas of the internet and computers, but they'll be very harmless people and they won't stand up for anybody else's rights. You see? Because food is a weapon and they have weaponized all your food a long time ago. Long time ago. Long, long time ago. And as you go into moral relativity... I mean, the old scientific saying, too, which is true in physics, that uh, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Um, Don't think for a second that Julian Huxley, when he talked about really advanced promiscuity they'd create and so on, so that people would never bond, and hopefully they'd never have offspring, he thought. Um, You have all the reactions to it as well. Uh, People were taught that, oh, just go to uh, it. The sky's the limit. Medicine will, will take care of any problems for you. And people just did exactly what they were told. And look at, look at all this stuff in movies you're supposed to emulate. Plato said that people emulate drama. They knew that thousands of years ago. That's why it's such a big business for predictive programming. We see the stuff and then we copy it. We do it. That's what music television's all about. That's what the music industry is all about. All about. Well, I'll read this about sexually transmitted disease when I come back from these messages. Hi, folks. I'm back, and we're cutting through the matrix. Just going through the craziness of society as we have cause and effect, and, of course, the effects are known before they change and give you the new cause. They really do. They work through every possible problem that will occur in society, but they say that's worth the risk, you see. Risk of what? The risk of losing control over the general population, uh, especially in a totalitarian society where the general population at one time would have stood together for the family and their neighbours and all the rest of it and, and stopped them in their tracks. Getting back to the, the effect, it says teenage girls are most at risk as the sexually transmitted infections in the UK reach record levels. And it's a kind of handout kind of article, most people won't care about it, but it's, uh, it's just 25th of August 2010. Sexually transmitted infections have reached record levels with teenage girls most at risk. There were almost 500,000 cases of diseases such as chlamydia and gonorrhea last year. Now, believe you me, it'll be about 10 or 20 times higher than that. In fact, some of the studies they did in Toronto and some major cities a few years ago, and I think I read it on the air, um, showed you that, that I think it was 70% of all young women in the major cities were carrying some kind of sexually transmitted uh, disease. Chlamydia, they often don't even know they've got it. So these are the reported cases they're talking about here that were treated. And, the, and often, too, they'll go in there and ask them, and they've got walk-in clinics where you, you don't get them reported at all. You see? So anyway, it says, more than two-thirds of these infections occurred in women under the age of 25, even though they account for only an eighth of the population. Uh, The doctors say that young women are particularly vulnerable because they're sometimes being persuaded not to use condoms. They put it into the dialectic right away. Now, if the guy um, passed on an infection, who did the guy get it from except some other young female who obviously was infected? It doesn't take much logic to work that out. Anyway, it says, figures also suggest infections are increasing amongst the middle class with wealthy Londoner uh, boroughs such as Kensington and Chelsea and Westminster experiencing some of the highest rates. And then it goes on about the different rates last year and so on and how much percentage is supposed to be rising. And as I say, these are the reported ones, uh, that, and these are the ones that walk, come from the general doctors and hospitals, not the ones from the walk-in clinics where you're supposed to be kept in privacy. That's not passed on at all chlamydia, the most common disease, increased by 7%, gonorrhea went up by 6%. And it says they're most likely to get infection at 19 19 years or 20 years, with men more at risk between the ages of 20 and 23. Hmm. So women start earlier, which they know too, of course. And... It says the figures also showed that 1 in 10 of those aged 15 to 24 diagnosed with an STI, as an infection. They stopped calling it disease because disease sounds nasty. Infection, well, you know, it's just like having a little, you know, cold or something. will catch another infection within a year. So they'll, they'll catch another one after you treat them. And that's also common now too. And they knew this, as I say, before they introduced all of this. The big think tanks worked this out in the 1950s with many, many studies if they changed society along the lines of the agenda what would be the fallout and was it acceptable and of course to them it is. It also helps to sterilize the women chlamydia being the most one of the most common causes of it it blocks the the, the egg from traveling down the tubes through long-term infection. From Hamish, myself from Ontario, Canada it's yes, good night to your God All your gods go with you.